Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Back on the fan, it is Teak and Tierney all in time. Teak, what's it? This is an easy all in. The Super Bowl was epic yesterday. A 38-35 victory for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Pat Mahomes was Pat Mahomes-esque, especially in the second half where he scored three consecutive touchdowns on their on their three drives right after the half and then uh, led them on a field goal game-winning drive. But the only thing we're going to talk about, and I think most people will talk about, is the James Bradbury hold on Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, I know the first one was a real tug. The second one was nothing. He was barely molesting him. Uh, but he got the flag, and it took away uh, the opportunity to see an epic finish. And the only thing you can feel is let down. There was no dog in the fight. I don't care if the Eagles or the Kansas City Chiefs win. You just want to see a great game. We got a great game. But the conversation will be about the guys in black and white because they called a play with a, a foul when they didn't need to on a play that would have determined how this game was going to finish down the stretch. And you feel robbed in a sense. And it's not any. It's not about anything. I mean, good. The legacy of Pat Mahomes is going to be what it is. Jalen Hurts is going to go on to have a, I think, a great career. And as long as, uh, as long as his team and he stays healthy, they're going to be fine. But. The conversation is about refs as opposed to about the players who had some pretty epic performances last night. Hey, listen, I'd like to be creative and go on for something different here, but I'm all in pretty much on a similar thing. I'll just take you on a little bit of a different ride. And I I said this at the start of the show. Think about how we consume football. Think about how you consume football. Now, there's obviously varying degrees. There's some fringe fans, but most of us are all in. Mm -hmm. We're in the deep end of the pool, which means, oh, it's almost March, free agency, front and center. Oh, it's almost NFL draft April. Who are we drafting? Are we moving up? Are we moving down? Who do we like? Who's the reach? What's happening? Trades. Training camp, all right? Well, before that, OTAs. But training camp. So it's the summer. You're a little mundane. You kind of, all right, we watch the Mets and Yanks every night. Training camp seems to hit at just the right time. Just when we're starting to miss football, now we see our our, our Sunday heroes. And I use that lightly because the last <laughs> decade's been hero-less. Uh, out there in uh, our team's colors that it's awesome. And then we watch 17 games over 18 weeks. And there's games on Monday. There's games on Thursday. They play on Saturday in December. Uh, all day, all night into Sunday. Games on the holidays. Games overseas. Games, games, games. And it's awesome. You know, five-hour pregame shows, half times that go 30 minutes, (laughs) and we just language through some of the stuff that we have to language through to get to the part that we really want and what happens. And when I say language, because not all those Thursday's games are good, some of the Monday's games stink. Like, you really, it's not like every football game's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes your fantasy team sucks, but you still grind and you still try to, you know, salvage something. So we never quit on football, and we never will. But, man, when it ends like that, it's 
It's just, it's not acceptable. Yeah. It sucks. Leaves you wanting more, interesting enough. For a game that was as epic as it was, it leaves you wanting something else. I think that if that doesn't go down, I, I think you can make a real case it's the best game of all time. Mm-hmm. I think you can. Uh, 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. How about, uh, let's go to Rich in Manchester. Rich, what's happening? How are you? How you doing, guys? Hey. Yeah, we're doing fine. Good. Uh, in the spirit of positivity, I'd like to applaud the the artist and whoever selected the artist to do the America the Beautiful and the National Anthem. That, in contrast to what you guys are talking about, mm-hmm. at the halftime show. Yeah. That was good stuff. No, that always gets me. I always yeah. love that part. No, yep. the beginning was great. Yep. It was an excellent job. That's it, huh? That's all. I just want to make a comment. All right. All right, you. Thank so, you, Rich. So Rich from Manchester is weighed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the national anthem is always it, it. You know what you're getting. Yeah. Even though I knew what we were getting last year, you just knew it was going to be epic with Dre and Snoop. It just the lineup was just. It couldn't be anything but unbelievable. This year, I mean, I guess Rihanna wins it because it's Rihanna. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. And she's having her second baby, and she's a female. She's. He- I, I get it, but I don't know. I just didn't didn't do anything for me, dude. Let, let me. I like Rihanna's so music. So do I. I. I probably have five, six songs I really like. Like, I just don't get excited. Call me a stick in the mud all you want. I think, why am I, I have I have my phone. I have any song that I want, I can listen to any time of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Whether it's Rihanna or whomever. Yeah. Like, why do people get, explain this to me. I don't know. I don't why know. do people get so excited over the halftime it. show? I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Don't, yeah. To me, it's a chance to go to the bathroom. Well, Back in the day, it used to be a ch- you know go call the uh, you know, make second half action. By the way, I was that way for every halftime show until last year because last year just it was just the music. Like well, last year was awesome. It was all familiar. It was all like like you like you know every word all those songs yeah. except for Kendrick Lamar. But whatever. Even but a lot of people do love the Kendrick Lamar stuff. Uh, Kendrick Lamar stuff. But this year just kind of felt like it was she was going through her hits like. Her Rihanna essentials for for um, um, thirty five seconds. That's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. It's also the the way she was elevated was was pretty cool. I mean, at one point it looked like wow, this is this mm-hmm. is actually a pretty sick presentation. Yeah. But stadium's huge. Yeah. It didn't feel like she com- and this isn't her fault. It's more the way it was set up logistically. They didn't really command the space. There was not great spatial awareness from the production point of view. Yeah. A lot of empty space. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because of everybody. It was all floating around everywhere. Yeah. Now, can I be the bad guy? Hoff, I want you to weigh in, Hoff. Now, Hoff, you don't have any daughters, right? Not that it's not that you want a young I do boy. Not. not that you want. I know that. I was asking rhetorical. I know. Oh, okay. Not that you want you know, young young boys to see this either, but I, it's just, I don't understand. You know, it's 100 million viewers. Everything's paid for. Advertising through the roof. It's real. It's not a Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's the epitome of, you know, being together with people, yep. and when you're with people, there's a lot of kids. I mean, what are we scratching and sniffing for? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I don't think the kids would have picked that up if we ta- didn't talk about it. Well, I, I know didn't let them watch it. Well, okay, again, yeah, that's fine. I They were in, weren't interested. They, the kids were running around. They were having a fun time. They were doing their own thing. They had some, some friends over, stuff like that. So, to me, I didn't even think twice about this halftime show. It was more of just a scratch in my head like of, like, I wanted to see something more of a spectacle, but I yeah, know yeah, she yeah. couldn't do much. So, but, like, I get 
every time they do a halftime show, there's always something to critique. And like every year, every year we get older and we have the same criticism that people did 20 years ago of Britney Spears, not Britney Spears, but Janet Jackson. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the same freaking yeah, thing. That's it's true. Not that, that didn't bother me back then. I, that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> I didn't have kids. And yeah. to be honest, that was awesome. I prefer I prefer this than the freaking who the who sucked. But the that's who that's was it. Yeah, well, that's just, I'm, I'm not a who. I've, I've never been big. Okay, you two, you twos wasn't that yeah, great. I'm tired of you two. Well. That's the point. Yeah, they need to get something. I actually loved last year's. Now that I think back about it over and over and over, they need to make it a spectacle. Bring in seven different artists, their best yes. song, quick hits yes. here and there. Yes. Call it a day. Yep. Don't focus. The thing was, it's all on Rihanna now. And now listen. We talked about it off air. She didn't get paid for this. Yeah, no, that was my mistake. So, I, no, I, okay. I did but, say on air that she yeah, did. But no, but that's okay. They, they don't, but her record sales today are going through the roof. Oh, you the downloads, that. forget about it, dude. No, I mean, she's she's amazing. Like, I'm, I'm a fan. I just, I get it. If you're sitting somewhere and you, you know, you're in your 20s and 30s, not married or married, no kids, you're sitting around, you don't care, but... Mm -hmm. You have a young daughter sitting on the couch. You don't want her to see that. Yeah, take a proud moment. Yeah, what anybody says. Like, listen, look at that woman who's pregnant, had <laughs> the best reveal of all time. Yeah, and no, look what no, she's listen. doing. And by the way, respect with that dancer. You know, she's not a real big dancer, but you know what I mean. She was elevated quite high. That's that scary. By, by the way, if that was me, I wouldn't have been standing. I would have been like laying on the glass, <laughs> like, dude, I'm not moving. I've right become now. deathly uh, fearful of heights. I'd probably start vomiting. The yeah, place. told you, it's gotten really weird for me the last six, seven years. <laughs> Boy, this guy sounds funny. Scared of heights. He doesn't like, he doesn't like the <laughs> halftime show. I am as loose and fun, I think, as there is. Like, I, I don't really have boundaries outside of, you know, what's morally. <laughs> except for no, when it no. comes to who's performing at the halftime. Yes, well, exactly. no. I mean, like, except for and what's like. commercial. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's lame. Illegal or morally inept. Have fun, man. And I've had fun. But when you got families watching this, I just, you don't need to see it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done complaining about it. Sure, it rubs a lot of people wrong. I don't care. I really don't. Uh, John's in Locust Valley. What's going on, John? Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's happening, John? I got to tell you, the last caller, man, he didn't uh, say it enough. That national anthem was incredible. And it was. I got to say, I'm really proud of my wife and my beautiful daughter when I saw the women fly over with the Jets. Yeah, That's right. It was just a great moment being with my family. Yeah. And uh, I got to tell you guys, I love what you do. I'm a big Giants fan, Tiki. Yeah, man. So this is really cool for me to talk to you. Appreciate you, bro. And uh, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. My wife. So it's not yeah. making weird here, Johnny. Happy Valentine's Day for everybody. <laughs> hey, what are you getting, Tiki? By Take the way, care. it's tomorrow. Yeah. For those who just kind of forgot, I know. it's tomorrow. Now, John, I'm going to give you a chance. <laughs> I'm going to give you a chance. You said you're a big Tiki fan, big Giants fan, right? I'm going to give you a chance right now to ask Tiki any question. You could take five seconds about football, you know, anything that you ever wanted to know. Because I know if you get on the phone and you don't mm -hmm. call that, you may be a little nervous or you, your thoughts aren't all there. Get your thoughts together. And I want you to ask Tiki anything you want about football pertaining to his career or the Giants. You don't really need his permission, oh, John. You know what I'm saying, though. To you. Well, I, mean, I could have hung up on him. <laughs> oh, that's you a tough one. That's true. That's what I'm saying. That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, I got to say. Before, like, any game, any real game or in the halftime, was yeah. uh, Eli or anybody made it or yourself made a giant speech to get the, you know, the boys going? I, it's funny because... Like it is in the movies? Or well, it, there's certain... It, it depends on the guy. If Jesse Armstead would do that when I was younger. Uh, how long did Jesse play? Was he? I don't know if he was around with Eli still. But Jesse Armstead would be that guy. Strahan would do it as we would go out on the field. But I honestly, that's overblown. It's like guys are in their own worlds yeah. before games, doing their own things. Some guys are, you know, head banging the music or whatever it is. I would sit in the equipment room and read the newspaper. 
and just kind of chill out. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to not think about anything before I went and played a game. Other guys were different. Like they wanted, they were, you know, feverishly going through the playbooks and their, uh, you know, the call sheets and everything else, just trying to make sure it's all there. If I wasn't prepared, I was. It, it was all. I mean, too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to not think about what was about to happen for the next three and a half. Four Most shocky, like he must have been jamming well, some maniac, music, going man. nuts. He was a maniac, <laughs> but I, but surprisingly calm before games. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and after. Okay. Like he was so intense. Shocky was intense, man. Yeah. That's like why everybody quiet, loved him. Intense intensity. Well, you knew he was. He had your back. Uh, but he was also. He he also. Now this isn't true because ninety nine percent of us aren't that big, strong, mm-hmm. fast, crazy, tough, whatever. But like he always projected, like if we were in the NFL, that's how we would want to play. Yeah. To yeah. represent our city yeah. and our team. Yeah. That that maniacal. Yeah. <laughs> fandom. The hair flowing. Then yeah. he got that sick tat. Which yeah. looked pretty good. With the uh, the eagle. Was yeah. it the eagle? Was it a flag? Or I think it was a flag, flag, but I think flag, it was right? also an eagle. Too. I can't mm-hmm. remember now. But it was awesome. Yeah, he was he was he was fun to watch. 877-337-6666 is our number. Tiki and Tierney here on the fan. We got you till two. Then it's Carter Roberts on this busy Monday. Baseline underneath bank shot. No, Ewing slams in the follow. And the Knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The buzzer sounds, and the New York Knickerbockers are going back to the NBA Finals. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, it is 1221 on the fan. It's the Tiki and Tierney Show. Tiki, you know how this dance goes, buddy, Mm -hmm. even though it's our first year locally together. The dance goes like this. Super Bowl (laughs) ends. Hello, baseball. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty much the way it goes. That's right. And we just bleed right into the rest of the calendar. Well, that's what happens when there's two teams and they're they're both relevant, especially in the moment. Yep. We kind of got lucky. We got here when both teams are okay. Not at all. Yeah. They got really good when we came here. Yeah, that's true. That that's true. That's true. Wait, who'd you call? No, that was basketball. What? I'm thinking of who'd you call out. That was that was Barrett when we first started. Oh, RJ? Yeah, that was not baseball, really. Speaking of baseball, how about the stuff that Harden said over the weekend? I don't want to get too lost mm-hmm. in the weeds on that today, but he basically said he used the word, well, he used a couple basically, of words I that told were you intri- so. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. But he used the word like, um, oh, everybody thought I was crazy or mm-hmm. everybody thought I was a quitter. Like, it was, it was pretty deep of how dysfunctional. He he wanted clear and distinct separation from that mess. Yeah, and it's almost it's almost like he is calling out pretty heavily Kyrie, but not but but not actually saying Kyrie's a a, a jerk and it was terrible in the locker room. Yeah. He basically said all of that without saying that. Well, I don't know how you don't deduce otherwise. Yeah. You know, like or, or yeah. how you do well, deduce otherwise, especially in the context of you remember back when he was there, I mean, playing for however many weeks or months he was there. Like, he was the voice of reason. Remember those reports we were getting? James Harden's the voice of reason in this Brooklyn Nets locker room. And For sure. And we're like, what? Yeah. James Harden's well. the voice of reason? Uh-huh. I mean, of any of those guys, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought it was James Harden, but maybe it just tells you what he was dealing with, right? Trying to corral or whatever, have makes sense of what was going on in Brooklyn. Yeah. Now, speaking of Brooklyn, Knicks and the Nets are playing tonight. I mean, Knicks, come on. Man. Mm. Can we beat this team for a while? And Josh Hart looks good in that Nick uniform, he boy. He does. He looks good. 877-337-6666. All right, let's get back to you guys here. How about Larry in Queens? What's up, Larry? What's happening, Larry? 
What's going on, guys? Hey. How's, how's everything? I uh, listen to you guys every day in my work truck, and uh, you guys are a real joy and everything. Totally Appreciate you. you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. Bro. All right. Well, now that the Super Bowl is over, BT, I got a story to tell you. I think you'll be able to relate it, uh, be able to relate it to you and everything like that. I'm all in. As, as, as a Jet fan, um, long time suffering. I'm 49 years old. So, BT, I think we're in the same age bracket or yep. whatever. Yep. And earlier this year, I went to the Jet Bengal game. I was third, fourth game of the year. It was when Flacco was still quarterbacking. Took my eight year old guy, Lorenzo, uh, with me to the game. And as we're walking out of the stadium, BT, he coached to me, Dad, how how do we root for this team? And, you know, I really have no answers for him. I thought, you know, I, it's like Lorenzo, you don't know the scars that Daddy's had on him over the years. You know, dating back to the Mark Astinos and uh, the Lawson Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Yeah, which uh, one? <laughs> I got you. Well, yeah, with Herman Edwards. With, 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 with Doug, Doug Bryan going backwards with, on the kicks? That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, exactly. You know, and, and like I said, just the tough losses and everything. And, and you know what? Listen, I'm 49 years old. I want to sit down and watch a playoff game with my son and maybe a Super Bowl with the Jets in it. And you know what, Joe Douglas? Listen, you've done a good job. But you know what? It's put up or shut up this year. And... If Aaron Rodgers wants to come here, I don't want to hear about, oh, well, I can't give up two first-round picks. Oh, I can't give up the first and the second. We are tired as Jet fans of waiting. Yep. Do what you have to do, and if Aaron Rodgers wants to come here, you make the deal happen. Larry, I'm with you a thousand percent, man. Uh, the GM, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat, um, right. but eventually you got to find a quarterback for us. And I mean, the, the amount of pressure... And heat that will come Joe Douglas's way if the Jets are languishing through another season is right. going to be intense, and it will be earned at that point. Yeah, He's got to find a quarterback. Doesn't he? Ha- I mean, right. he's not on the hot seat because of Zach, but if he does, if he goes this offseason without finding a viable yeah. replacement but, to Zach, mm-hmm. then he's on the hot seat. But 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 Tiki, in, in you know all respect and everything like that, yeah. In a way, you know, and I, I don't know, you know, if, if BT agrees with me, but. In a way, I think he should be on the hot seat. With no, I, 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 I think he second, absolutely that's the should. Second overall pick, one hundred percent. That you whiffed on as a quarterback, Larry. And, Larry, you know, I agree and, with and you. He had a great draft last year, but you know, let's face it. What has he done here, even regarding the offensive line? Well, Larry, that's, you know this. Like you're always judged by the quarterback, and right. I, I agree he should be on the hot seat. But you know, he's not because of how they're still talking about Zach, right? How Robert Sala. And, well, I guess not really Woody because Woody basically says we're going to spend money. But nobody is saying we're done with Zach. Like, no, nobody is – they're not intimating that Zach is not at least in the back of some people's minds part of their future. Doesn't mean they're not thinking about it on some level, I, though. I, they absolutely have to be I thinking mean, about you this. Gotta, yeah, how could ab- you not be? And so that tells me that they are giving Joe Douglas the right to fix it, right? They're giving him the, the leeway to fix it. Uh, and that's either bringing in someone to replace him mm-hmm. or or finding someone to bridge until he actually becomes the player that they thought he was. I got a question. I'm sorry. Did you no, that, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's basically it. They, they either have to replace him or find someone that can bridge him until he's okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he'll ever be okay. No, I mean, it's easy to identify the task. It's, it's make sure that he shores up that hole. I mean, mm-hmm. we can sit all day on the radio and say, get this guy, that guy. There's a lot of quarterbacks out there yeah. uh, that are going to be moving, and there's no guarantee that we get the one that we want. Well, so, can, But you got to find a way I, to do I, it. I can promise you the quarterback that comes here is is it, it's got to be someone who's smart and can run a complex system. Because Nathaniel Hackett runs a complex system. Part of the reason that that 
that, and you start you started to hear this and talked to a lot of people out at the Super Bowl. Um, part of the reason that Russell Wilson struggled in Denver is because Nathaniel Hackett's system is a little. It's not want to say it's complicated, but it's like it's not for a dummy. And Russ just can't read defenses. As crazy as that sounds, for a guy who's been as good as he is, he's, he is a let me scramble around and figure this out on the fly. Mm-hmm. Not a let me stand in the pocket and see what was prescribed. And when it's not, here's my two, three read, get rid of the football. That's not Russell Wilson. Never been him. And so in his Nathaniel Hackett system, he struggled yep. mightily. You know, he wants to be that guy. Yeah. He just doesn't know how to do it. They had weapons out there, too. A it's, lot of it's, them. It's all, it was all rushed. Yeah, he was it awful. It was all rushed. So my, I, I say that because whoever comes in here, it's it's got to be somebody who can thrive reading defenses and and and, and living within the system that Daniel Hackett's going to likely employ. Um, so, I mean, I don't think that's Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. I uh, hope not. It, I, it, I really it, hope it not. It could be Jimmy Garoppolo. No, it could be. Um, obviously, Aaron is the is the is the perfect fit. Yeah, and cars, it's it's Rogers one, cars two, and and car probably is in there too. Yep. Hoff, I got a question for you, um, and I direct this to you because Tiki played. You and I are just conventional fans, right? I was thinking about this last night. I wasn't thinking about this until the game ended. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows our pathetic lot in life is Jet fans. We don't need to regurgitate all the bad moments. There's a million of them. We all know them. And unless you're, you know, Joe's age or a little bit older, we didn't see the Super Bowl. All right. So it's a theory to us. Matter of fact, for the 10 years that you and I went to the Super Bowl nationally, I would always be a quick aside. I would always make a case <laughs> to go and find one of the banners that's the Super Bowl three Jets yes, to actually yes. make sure that it had like poof. Yes, OK, yeah. <laughs> so because they hang them on media. Like, yes, what they now call media row used to, it's, used to be radio row, but they used to hang them everywhere. They do. And they even have them uh, into the going to the stadium, not just radio row, but they mm-hmm. yeah, they have them all over. All right. So I want to make sure that we did make it. OK, <laughs> all the stories I heard. So let's say we get there whenever we get there. And I'm of the belief that we will, because everybody has their day, right? And we lose that way. We lose that way. We don't lose 30 to 10 where we're slowly conditioned. And listen, by the way, we could win. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's the hope. But we're slowly, to, you know. And then by the third quarter, you're like, ah, but you can already process what's happened. We lost, all right? I, this is going to sound like such a loser. There's a big piece of me that would almost rather not get there mm. than to lose all on, on that play with Juju and Bradbury. Oh, I see. To lose that Just way. To get robbed that way. Now, the counter. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To that is, well, you have September, October, November, December, January, February. You have six months of pure football bliss, all right? You're one of two teams standing. You're on the biggest stage. It's awesome. At that point, leading up to the Super Bowl would be incredible. But imagine losing that way the first time you got there. Mm. I don't know. But here's the thing is, that may be the only time I get to see them in the Super Bowl. Yep. So I'd prefer to see them lose and get you know, completely you know, cheated out of a Super Bowl by the refs than yeah. not see them there at all. Yeah, so. I, I, I get it, and I think at the end of the day, I reconcile that, and I kind of work my way to that part of the, of the option, but... I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm mean, not 100%. 877-337-6666. Oh, we haven't had a lot of Eagle fans on today. Mm. Kyle's in West Orange. What's up, Kyle? What's up, guys? What's I have you before, and uh, I just want to say I enjoy your show. I enjoy the education, and I, exper- I definitely like Tiki uh, when you talk about the game, when you play it. I like that history Thank and you, that inside locker room. I appreciate that. Um, I was born in Philly, but I was raised in Jersey. Okay. So, and that's the only thing I still hold on is the Eagles. I'm, I'm a New Yorker ever since then, but that Super Bowl, I was telling one of my buddies, I said, we got to win this game. We can't have any turnovers and our <laughs> defense has to make a play. Yep. And that's what Kansas City did. Yep. Well, you and had the I one turnover and your defense couldn't make the plays in the second half. And that, that was, exactly. that was the difference. And the thing about it is, Jalen Hurts played his behind off, man. Yep. I, even with the fumble, he came back, and he did what he had to do. I'm a defense guy. I, I enjoy the defensive side of football the best. And I don't understand. You tell me, Tiki, Tierney, you tell me, man. I didn't see not one of our D-backs go after the ball, slap the ball away. Yeah. It was almost like it was like soon as Kels or any one of their receivers catches the ball, um, it's like there's nobody around them. 
Yeah. And then to have Juju Schuster Smith yeah. catch the ball, which I couldn't like. You gotta be kidding me. Well, here's the and he, then, here was the issue, uh, I, Kyle. So if you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, you are terrified to have Travis Kelsey one on one against somebody. So what you saw after, after the first quarter was a lot of zone, right? And so the problem the problem with all of that zone is that you got to get home, and they couldn't. Right. Like, we talked all season about how this Eagles front four they were dominant. They get they didn't have to bring extra people. They could get home with right. four. They didn't get home against Pat Mahomes, and he just sat uh-huh. with the zone sitting back there. He just picked it apart, especially in the and second half. It apart. And like my cousins called me up from the, the, the Philly area, and I was like, "Dude, you didn't see it." And I, he goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "It was almost like they just let them catch the ball, like yes. they trapped them." It felt like right? that. And the number two, Rasan Reddick, who's my man, they double teamed him, and yep. there was no answer for that. No, you're right. And it's like they're, talk- they're already talking about right now. They're talking about down in Philly. Gannon's out. They think Gannon's going to get the Arizona job. Yep. And they said, you can just leave his stuff there. Don't even come home with us. Now, you already Don't hate wait. him? They wow. already hate him? After, Hell after, yeah. After yeah, one, man. After Danny. one bad half. Yes. One bad yes, half. Dude. They already hate him. No, no, no. They said they've been going through this a long This is what they're saying. They've been had. This has been a problem no, for a I've, while. I've heard and this, they actually. In, and, I, and then they brought in Fangio. They brought in Fangio. Yes. So, are you serious? Yeah, for two weeks. <laughs> like, little consultation. Like, yeah. I, I, Kyle, I Kyle. Been... by the way, I think that was a misstep on their part. Now, I understand because locally, not here, locally down there, they have been railing on Jonathan Gannon about how, like, he gives up this, like, they give up this play. It's too soft at this point, right? You don't see any pressure. Like, he's kind of the anti-wink, mm-hmm. right? There's not, there's no, there's no, like, pin ears back and, Trust our guys to go make plays. It's all this just kind of like vanilla zone coverage. Yeah, we're going to muddle it a little bit, but we're eventually going to fall into these these shells. And if our front seven, if our front four get home, we're going to be okay. But if they don't get home, it just makes it really easy for opposing quarterbacks to pick apart that defense. And so, like, they, I got something for they've you. been calling for Gannon's head, despite how good they've been I all season long, well, which is I know crazy. You, oh, I know you saw over the weekend Rex Ryan uh, yeah. interview with the Saints, yeah. with, Sean, well, well, no, no. With, the, with the Broncos, Broncos. with, with yes. Sean Payton, right? Yes. You feel it? Do you call Rex? Um, I mean, maybe. Look, at, at the end of the day, to beat the best quarterbacks, you you have to have pressure. The only way to beat the best quarterbacks in the NFL is to get pressure on yep. them. Otherwise, they're just going to stand around and do whatever they feel like. Uh, Pat Mahomes, the Aaron Rodgers, the I was going to say Tom, but he's gone now. But even the young kids like Justin Herbert, if you give them burrow. time to just burrow, you give them time to just stand around in the pocket. Yeah, it's a death sentence. They're going to cook. They're going to kill you. Cooked. They're going to kill you. So yeah. you have to get pressure, which is why I love Wink because he's going to force pressure. Even if it compromises the back end a little bit, yep. he's going to force pressure. Because what's more important, disrupting a quarterback or or trusting that your secondary is going to make a play? It's the former. Exactly. you got to disrupt the quarterback. You have to. Um, otherwise, these guys are just too good anymore to let them stand around and, and do whatever they want to. And that's, unfortunately, what Jonathan Gannon got caught into in the second half particularly. And it cost him. It really yeah, did. I'm sure Giant fans enjoy hearing a little Eagles pain right Dude, there. You know, I mean, he's a good caller, you know, a good funny? listener. I, I, took a lot of no- I took notes on every series of this game. Uh-huh. And early in of the game, I was looking at the Chiefs. 
Um, the first first drive they go down, they score. Um, Dominic and Sue, talking about Kelsey, has always wide open. They had a huge third down stop on the on the Chiefs' second drive, and. When that happened, I said, uh-oh, because what I had predicted was the Eagles could probably run away with this game. Remember mm-hmm. this? Right? The Eagles go down. They score, right? That ridiculous A.J. Brown touchdown. I was like, all right, here we go. The Chiefs get the ball back again. Three and out. They put pressure on them, so it's third and long for Kansas City. I was like, dude, the Eagles have this game plan all figured out offensively and defensively. They have a chance to go up 21-7, to and then Jalen Hurts fumbles. Yeah. That, so that's when the game flipped. That's when the – the momentum, as crazy as it sounds, even though it was still 24 to 14 at the half, the momentum flipped to the Kansas City Chiefs at that moment. And and Philly never got it back after the half. It was it was kind of over. We have a mic and you have a phone. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. How you doing today, buddy? You haven't said anything on the mic, Dove. What should I say? Ladies and gentlemen, Dove in the house. Hoff is here as well. And Hoff gets to hold on to the uh, to the pick of the day. He nailed it. The pressure was on him, and he got it on Friday. Nice job. I missed my bonus, though, barely. I, You know what, though? I'm going to grant you two more weeks without without any judgment. You've earned two more weeks. Without judgment, I don't know. That that feels far-fetched. I well, think you're going to judge me after tonight. Let, let me take that. <laughs> let me take that. I'm not saying I, I won't react to a pick that I don't love or if you get a little chilly. What I'm saying is I won't rescind the the stage. All right. Next two weeks are yours, buddy. Keep making some good picks for us, okay? All right. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. <laughs> well, uh, he said, can he just hand it back to you? No. <laughs> Hey, keep laughing. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> I did for a little bit. All you right. didn't get any right. Let's start picking soccer. Oh, God. Erickson Clifton. What's up, Eric? How are you? Good afternoon, boys. How we doing? What's, what's up, up man? Uh, Teak, first off, congrats to your brother. Thank uh, you, bro. Great, great award. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're going to get you in there pretty soon, deservedly so. I hope so, I have, but congrats uh, to Rondé, man. He's well-deserved, and he, he uh, it was long overdue for him. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I have a question for you about him, but first I have a different take on the uh, on the call that happened. I was just thinking, great coaches and great quarterbacks, they know the rule book inside and out. Belichick, yeah. we know, and so does Andy Reid. I'm just thinking, with, or, you know, with Reid, do you think the possibility that he was looking for a defensive holding call rather than a P.I.? Because he knows that if he gets five yards there, he can continue to grind it out. Once Mahomes saw that there was at least a hand on the player, he's not looking for the P.I. He's going to overthrow the ball and just try to get the five yards. Because there's evidence with the next, you know, couple of plays. Yeah, they sat on the ball before they could have went in for the touchdown. Uh, it's interesting. I, I mean, I think because it was third down, and I think that's a real tough risk on third down. Even though they're probably, they're going to kick the field goal anyway, so if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. um, that would be giving them a lot of credit of pre-planning. But you know what we always talk about, Eric, and you're right, with great coaches, the situations they always are leg up on, right? It's it's why Belichick has so many championships because situationally his guys always know what to do at the right moment. So, I mean, I can't discount that and say it didn't happen, but I think they were more – they were more just trying to make the right play, and they knew the mismatch with Juju as a bigger body on um, on, uh, on Brad James Bradbury was probably their best shot, especially with Kelsey being doubled. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I, I can't confirm it, but I, I wouldn't put it past them. Andy Reid's a smart coach, 
man. He's been around for a long time, seen a lot of football, um, had a lot of successes, a lot of failures too. But I mean, maybe, maybe he's the best I can give you. But I, I can't. I didn't. I didn't watch that play and say he's intentionally trying to get the hold call. No, but I didn't think that either. So. I didn't. I didn't see that either. But it's an interesting thought. Uh, let us get. How about Anthony Colonia, New Jersey? Uh, what's up, Ant? How are you? Hey, hey, how you doing, guys? What's right. happening, man? Uh, quick thing, I don't know if it was discussed earlier in the show, but the field conditions. I mean, you know, you're hosting the Super Bowl here, Arizona. Garbage. That's a bad job. You garbage. can't you can't have that field look like that. It was garbage, man. Well, you can have it look that way. You can't have it play that way. That's yeah. the point. And for those who missed it, Anthony, you're absolutely right. First of all, yeah, it, it looked, looked a footy it looked, issue. It looked great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, spray paint will do anything for a field, of course. <laughs> and they spent eight hundred thousand dollars on the different trays of grass that they would wheel out every day to get the Arizona sun, which is a nice concept until you paint over and make it slick. Guys are changing shoes like. They're playing in seven inches of snow. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. That was bad. That, was, that is it was, ridiculous. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, everybody was slipping. I mean, to the point where they're talking about it on the broadcast. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing when a guy slips here and there, but when like they point it out constantly, it was at least five times they pointed it out from the kicker. Uh, well, that was slipping. Bad. That was bad. To, I actually thought he was gonna hurt you know, his ankle. Jalen Hurts. They highlighted his shoes because he had on you know these white. Uh, quarter inch, yep, and then he split to three quarter inch. Next quarter, I mean, and then they had, and then come out of halftime, they had all the shoes on no, the, no. Like, that they had just changed out of. It's like, geez, yeah, that's that's not what you want. If you're yeah, you NFL never want to blame there. the field. You don't. You're not going to blame the conditions for anything because both teams have to play in it. But it's just a bad look. I, mean, I agree. It's supposed to be the best stage, and you got that slop. Yeah. And it wasn't even raining. You know, it's not I, like you, the weather wasn't even an issue. That's the crazy thing. I remember, I guess this would have been, oh, God, I was there for it, too. I think it was 2004 mm-hmm. when Retief Goosen won the U.S. Open. That's an old name for you, huh? Yeah. Uh, that was out of Chinnacock out east, right? Okay. And one of the holes, I definitely forget the number, but it was a par three, right? And listen, the old adage in golf, at least for professionals, is is it hard or is it unfair? Yeah. If it's hard, that's fine. Like, if I hit the certain quadrant, I'm, I'm going I'm to be rewarded. But if I hit that quadrant of the green and I'm still penalized, then it ain't fair. And you almost get, like, yes, they felt like almost like a Shinnecock moment. And again, <laughs> that was a long time ago. If you're a golfer, yeah. you remember that. I mean, just people, dist- the players were crushing it because there's a false front as as it is and blah, blah, blah. Like, you just can't have that. It's hard enough to get calls right with 22 bodies running around and things flying and guys fast and big. You can at least, as a stationary starting point, have the field good. Yeah. You know, have the field right. Oh, man. Abe's in the Bronx. What's up, Abe? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good, man. Yeah, I was just just really disappointed at at that call. Uh, I think that unless... If the, even if it was a slight hold, let's say even to give them the benefit of the doubt, let's say it was a yeah. slight hold, you just got to take into consideration the point of the game, the magnitude of the moment. Yep. You just don't make that call. Yeah. And I would say that maybe for the playoffs or at minimum the Super Bowl, any penalty, any flag under five minutes or under two minutes, pick a time, should be absolutely reviewable. You just can't have such a big game be determined by a just a bad call. Yeah, the problem is, though, if that's reviewable, Abe, it's definitely a foul, right? They're definitely going to call it because if you're reviewing the ticky-tack, then you're going to give it to them. You're going you're gonna to call the foul. I think, I think you know, we've, we've, we saw this over the weekend. I forget this, the matches. I know one was, um, one was, was in, in 
the Premier League because they use VAR, which is a virtual assistant, and they just screwed it up horribly. Really? And so the conversation— That's, that's me feigning interest, but yeah, I'm, I'm, but, I'm But it's not even about soccer. It's about using replay to determine, like, minor, like minutia. And in soccer, it's always, like, offsides. Like, was your elbow one inch— past the, the the deepest defender other than the goalie, right? And if the answer is yes, it's offsides. And so they screw up these VARs. Um, the same thing happens sometimes in the NFL. You have all of this technology, yet you still screw it up. So what's the point of the technology? Why not just let human error become part of the, you know, part of the, the conversation, part of the argument? And if you have the the, mini, the means to get it exactly right and you still get it wrong, yep. then what's the hell, what's the point? Wasting our time. You're wasting our time. I agree and with so that. And so we have these replays that like, tech, they, let, they take forever uh, to, to either go yes or, you know, or no, but I mean, technology is a good thing. It was also a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I meant to say, we were talking about the commercials before. I meant to say this earlier. Did you see the, I don't know how much of the pregame you watched. Mm-hmm. Did you watch a lot of the pregame? I, I don't, that was no, too long. I'd be not checking it out. I turned, the, I turned the game on when they were doing that um, like the 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 journey story. Okay, right? gotcha, gotcha. So they had a piece. I think this was actually somewhat earlier in the day before we had to go and do a few things. So I saw I saw it like maybe two hours before the game. I didn't even know that there was a um, Kansas City Chiefs bar in Philadelphia. Do you know about this? I did not. They did a piece on it. I think this was on ESPN actually called Big Charlie's. Okay, all right. And it's been a landmark uh, there for a while. It's. Uh, Let's see, I don't have the exact, I'm, I'm actually looking at an old article because I have heard it during the piece. I want to say it's been there at least 35, 40 years. Been there a long time. Okay. Long time. Definitely bought in the 80s and transformed into a Chiefs bar absolutely in the 80s. Okay. Maybe earlier, but I'm definitely saying 80s, right? Been there a long time. They closed it yesterday. What? They didn't open it. Why? Because they're, they're worried. Can you imagine the way the Eagles lost with that call? Mm-hmm. What that scene would have been like outside of a Chiefs Bar mm. in Philadelphia. <laughs> it's almost like you had to you had to close. But it. I, wonder, I, I wonder. To, but yeah, I almost had to. But I wonder how populated. Like how many Chiefs jam packed, dude? How many jam? Are there a ton of? They Chiefs had B roll from all the different years. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's kind of crazy. I wouldn't. That's the last place I would think there'd be a chief. Enclave. I, I mean, either I can see like, and they have them here in the city. Like my buddy owns a Steelers bar. Yeah. You know, we've seen uh, the college football tip, but New York, I didn't associate Philly's so territorial. It's yes. like our team or nothing. Yes, but this these they've been there for forty years, mm. and then they closed the doors. John's in Freeport. What's up, John? Soft. <laughs> Soft. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Brendan, you're a big Yankee fan. Yeah. What's up, dude? So, so, so you could make you know be objective to say. What percentage of Yankee fans are really crappy? None. <laughs> Just like I know there are a ton of Eagle fans that stink. They're, they're a bunch of dirtbags. <laughs> okay. But, but, but you know, get, find an Eagle fan to really give you an objective opinion about, yeah, 20%, 25% of Eagle fans really suck. Or is it 50%? Well, you know, I'm you know what curious it is. Yeah, yeah. What, how people feel about, they're fans, and, and you know, because a lot of people obviously are going to get a bad rap. But when I hear Eagle fans, I think the worst fans in the world. Mm. Which is probably not fair, and nor is it accurate. I would imagine you could, if you want to find the world, find some soccer fans who are storming stadiums yeah, and true. ripping down gates and yes. committing crimes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, let's be a little fair here to the Eagles fan. Listen, here's what I think's happened. There's been an over, almost amplification 
of so much of the good and the bad in society, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see, you see th- non-sporting things on social media, like oh god, they, you just cringe, like attacks or whatever. Just somebody walking into a store and smashing somebody with a like you see crazy stuff. Yes, uh, you tell me that never happened in the sixties, seventies, and eighties. Now I think it happens more now because I think we've had we've had a a general, uh, a complete erosion of respect for each other. So I do think it happens more now. It's more prevalent, but. It seems like it happens all the time because you see it on social media. Yep. Just like when you flip on social media and see the nine Eagle fans who are dropping F-bombs and, and throwing out crazy things or Bills fans jumping onto burning tables. Like it, it amplifies, it exaggerates the craziness. There's good people everywhere. There's knuckleheads everywhere. There's good drunks everywhere, happy drunks. There's problem drunks yep. everywhere. It is what it is. Yeah. No, you're right. And in Philly, I, Philly, what's the number in Philly? I mean, I have no idea because I'm not actually down there. I'd say fifty fifty. Fifty percent jerks? I yeah. think that's I think I think that's so high. that's way high. Really? Yeah, man. I mean, did you see what was happening in the streets? Okay, but how many people those uh, how many people live in Philly? Yeah, that's uh, I mean true. How many people are on top of the car? Six? Now probably thirty put it over. <laughs> thirty out of how many what do they have? I don't even know. What's their population of Philly? I don't think Philly uh, is that, I don't think the city proper is actually that that big. But it's, it's the suburbs that obviously come. I agree yeah. with that. I don't know the exact number. Listen, you're telling me that there's... But think about the fans on the on, on the game day. But the, well, you, 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 1.5 in Philly, thank you. But you're missing what oh, I'm that's saying. It? Really? Think about fans on game day, all mm-hmm. right? Yes, fans on game day. Do you see the people who are comporting themselves well? Do you see the Eagle fans walking out of the stadium no. against the Giants a couple of weeks back and say, hey, good season, man. I know you guys are going to rebuild this. No, you don't see that because yeah. it doesn't click anything. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. That's boring. But did it actually happen? <laughs> Probably not. That's why it's not there. Exactly. Yeah, no, but like, so here's the other thing too. So let's say, what does Link hold? I don't know, seventy thousand people. You tell me, thirty five thousand people are hooligans, borderline criminals. Yes. Uh, there's no way can I. No, I'm not saying no criminal. Chance. I'm not you saying fifty percent. I'm not saying criminal. I'm saying like jerk. That's fans. still very high. No way. I'm saying guys that are just brutal and say nah. horrible. Nah. They probably are bankers and no. you know, I don't know, lawyers and stuff. But they act. You oh, know. I don't doubt that they make money and have decent jobs and are well educated in, in many situations. Yeah, I just don't think it's fifty percent. Well, I'm talking I mean, about jerk fandom. I'm talking about like not saying. not like you were in Green Bay. Hey man, great job! You oh, know, that you, was like I was in church. You were so cordial. <laughs> this, this is the easiest thing I've ever had to deal the, with. The opposite of that, where they're they're mfing you just because you're the other team. I listen. I do think it's the most volatile stadium in the NFL. But fifty percent, we don't know. Mm. So neither one, you know, we could both be right and wrong. But fifty percent to me seems exaggerated. I mean, that's I, a I'm huge getting on them for booing Rondé. They have a reason to boo Rondé. Yeah. Dak Prescott was man of the year, the NFL man of the yeah, year. He was, and they booed him. Yeah. I mean, they also booed LeBron, so whatever. They threw snowballs at Santa. I mean, I know that's a long time ago, but, I mean, that's just the type of class they have in Philly. And it's not just the Eagles fans. It's all Philly fans. I think the most egregious thing that ever happens, the Santa's a funny anecdote, whatever, and it's permeated, you know, discussion after discussion. Yeah. But to me, what was was most sickening, remember when Michael Irvin was laying on the turf? Yeah, that's right, and they were cheering that. That was terrible. I think, like, there was a thing. He wasn't moving. There Mm -hmm. was a thought that he may have been paralyzed, God forbid. Yeah. And I remember it was raining slight, like, and Michael was face up, and it was, I mean, ominous isn't the word. That's why the year of the losers in Philly. That's what bothered me. They lost the World Series. They lost the MLS Cup, and now they lose the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They, at least they got, right. they got to all of them. Hey, don't forget 2009. Yankees took him out. Let's go. AJ <laughs> Burnett, Pedro Martinez, game two. 877-337-6666. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. Got you till two. That is Cartner Roberts coming up after us.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.